Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. Welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. Friends, enemies, sentient puddles of rainwater, whatever you are, I'm glad to have you here, glad to have you listening once again. All right, today we have a topic that I have been asked about many, many times, so I'm going to finally address it. Before I get into that, just one quick announcement about the podcast. I'm going to be out of town for a couple of weeks, so you might have a bit of a gap in between podcast releases from now until the next one. Um, Next week, I am doing Ragbri, which is a giant uh, week-long bike ride across the entire state of Iowa, and this is actually my very first long-distance bike trip, so... Hopefully my endurance is uh, shaped up and you know cut out for this kind of a trip. But if not, luckily there's a car riding right next beside this uh, beside me, so I will not die on the side of the road like I almost did last summer. Anyway, after that, uh, I've got an anime convention, going to Disney World for a week with some friends, and basically life is going to explode in a giant shower of busyness for a while. So I promise I will get a new podcast out as soon as I can, but it might be a few weeks. But anyway, you've got this one today. To keep you tied it over, and um, as I said, it's a topic that I've been asked about a lot, a lot, um, and probably the reason for that is I wrote the post "14 Reasons Why You Should Start Your Own Blog," which is kind of you know my my views on why every student should have their own blog for branding purposes, for helping people, for you know all sorts of really good reasons and beneficial reasons. So um, you know after I published that post. I was getting a lot of questions from readers on how I started my own blog. You know, how did I start College Info Geek and how, more importantly, did I make it successful? So that will be the topic of this podcast. I'm going to go through the history of College Info Geek going from day one, possibly before day one, all the way up until today. Um, Before I do that, uh, just a couple of other announcements. If you haven't left a review in iTunes yet, I would absolutely love it if you leave a review for the show in iTunes um, definitely helps out for the ratings and just lets me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. It's basically just super awesome. So please do that if you haven't. Um, and then if you want to get the show notes for this episode, um, get any things I link to or any summaries, anything like that, if you want to share the blog post, um, just go to collegeinfogeek.com slash cast and you'll find the link for episode 11 on there. Click it and you'll have your notes. Anyway, so let's get into the episode, but first let me take a drink of my Starbucks Cafe Verona coffee real quick. Mmm, that is invigorating. Remember, if you don't drink Starbucks, you don't matter. Anyway, on to the story. Let's get into the early days of College of Geek. I remember it just like it was yesterday. In fact, um, I think the story starts before I even started the blog and before I was even in college, if I want to be complete about this. So, probably 11th grade in high school is when I started building the foundation of what I do today. So, I was sitting in math class one day, 
uh, it was trigonometry or pre-algebra, or pre-calc or something like that, not really paying attention. And my friend and I somehow got on the topic of building websites. And both of us had done a little bit of it in the past. And we said, you know what? It'd be cool to start a business doing websites. And, you know, got a business doing websites. Pressing some code, who do you call? That's right. So we started this business up where we just figured we'd try to find clients around town and build websites for them. So I was actually too young to register the business name. I was still 17. So we ended up going down to Des Moines and he registered Radiant Web Design for our partnership. So we started learning to code. Um, I've been doing a little bit of HTML coding since I was 12 years old with you know Yahoo GeoCity stuff, but I didn't really start learning hardcore until I was 17. I took a class on it, learned HTML, CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, and then got my name out there, started looking for jobs, and I got a few clients, built a few websites, and got some experience. So that was all before college. And it was a pretty good foundation to um, building, you know, building my knowledge for building websites. But um, that was about it. No blogging, nothing like that. So I started college and freshman year, I was very ambitious. I wanted to make, uh, you know, make the most out of my college career and not pass up any opportunities. So I started looking for blogs that would help me basically hack life. And I'd been reading Lifehacker since high school, but I found a new blog called Hack College and, you know, they had been around since 2006, but it was new to me, and I was hooked from basically day one. So I was reading this blog entire year, um, using a lot of the stuff that they were writing to improve my own life as a student, and then noticed near the end of my freshman year that they were looking for new writers. So I said, heck, I'm going to apply for this site. I'm going to become a writer. It has nothing to do with my major whatsoever, but I figured I would be able to help people out, and I would be able to say, hey, I had a job writing for a big blog and here's a portfolio of work that I did outside of class. So it would have been really good to show to employers, even though it wasn't you know, tech work or an internship or anything. So I stayed up all night writing this blog post, um, sent them a link to my LinkedIn, better than a resume and all that kind of stuff. And I was basically sure that I was going to be hired. Well, I wasn't. Um, they said, well, I got too many applications in. You are not it. So... I'm sitting here with this blog post that I was not going to have published on Hat College, figuring, you know, what am I going to do with this? And I figured, okay, well, why not just throw up my own WordPress blog and start my own college blog? Probably won't be as big as Hat College, probably won't really get any success whatsoever, but what's, what's you know, what's the harm in doing it? So I did it. Uh, I knew absolutely nothing about WordPress except for how to install it because they have the famous five-minute install um, tutorial up on the codex. So I followed that. I had a web server already, threw it up there, um, got a free theme, blog theme. I didn't even have a logo. I just came up with the name College of Geek in about five minutes, decided that I didn't want to bother with thinking about names and just went with it and wrote it in plain text in the header. So I just threw up the blog post and I figured, okay, I'll just write a couple blog posts a month I want to share what I'm doing to succeed in college, and I'll have a portfolio of writing. Win-win, right? So a little later, uh, probably a month down the road, my friend Andrew knew that I um, knew how to build websites. So he asked me, hey, man, how do I build my own blog? I want to do the same thing that you're doing. And I asked him, well, if you want to make your own blog and I want to run my own blog, why don't we just do it together? So Andrew actually joined me. And he stayed on for about eight months. We were doing it as a partner blog. He wrote a lot of stuff about Android and Linux. And we had a very heavy tech focus back then. Um, 
but that really built the foundation. And at, during those days, there was almost nobody reading the site. We'd get, you know, 10 to 30 views a day if we were lucky. But it was still fun, and it wasn't too much work to run it, so we just kept it up and, you know, kept at it. And the first milestone came about nine months after I started, I think, which was June 22nd, 2010, um, first publishing date. But yeah, the first milestone was I actually got to guest post on Hat College. I wrote a post called Evaluating Your Employability, and it was basically... Um, taking the concept from the personal MBA, MBA by Josh Kaufman, he talks about economic values in that book and you know the different types of value you can provide as a business owner and providing a product or a service or, or something of value to a customer. Took that concept and applied it to showing econo- or bringing economic values of yourself to an employer. So um, ironically, that's actually one of the longest posts I've seen on that website but it was also a milestone because it brought in 90 visits to College Info Geek on that day, which was huge for me. I was totally not expecting anything that big. And I remember emailing Andrew and saying, dude, look at these analytics stats, 90 visits, that's nuts. So that was the first big milestone. And it was the first time I started getting the thought in my head that maybe this could be more than just a hobby blog. Around the time I did the first redesign of the site, I was getting really tired of that free theme I had. I still knew almost nothing about WordPress design, but I at least had found that you could buy premium themes. Um, So I got my theme from a place called Theme Forest. It was called Habitat. It had thin fonts, really big uh, feature images, which I had to switch all the posts to. I still don't really know much, but it definitely looked better than the first version of the site. So I was pretty happy, and things were picking up. So that's when we get into the big break. And this was actually huge, way more of a milestone than the guest post. Uh, I think this is actually the, the moment where College Info Geek got put on the map. So I would call it the catalyst for success. I've definitely done a lot more since then to build up the site, but this is the moment where it kind of exploded. So I went home for the summer um, right after my sophomore year, and I was doing an internship at Principal Financial, but I was also living at home and I had brought my loft bed home, and I got the idea one night that I want to build a desk that hangs off this loft bed, because then I won't have any legs on the floor taking up space, I can move my legs around, and it would just be kind of fun. So I went to Home Depot on a whim, had no idea what I was doing, but I just bought a board with some chains and some rope to tie it down and make it sturdy, and I took pictures of the whole process, built this hanging desk, and wrote a blog post about it. Didn't expect anything to come of it. I was like, this is just going to be fun. And I like DIY posts, so I'll do my own DIY post. And I did that, and Hat College picked it up the next day. And they said, check out this hanging desk that Thomas built. And they wrote a little, like, excerpt post and link to it. And then the next day, Lifehacker did the exact same thing. So I'm seeing my hanging desk on the front page of lifehacker.com, just freaking out. And I think it brought in like 7,000 visits in that day. So I'm actually surprised my server didn't crash by that time. Um, That's really the big moment in the history of College Info Geek was that moment. So something totally unexpected, but definitely beneficial. Soon after that, um, a company called Ivy Worldwide reached out to me and they wanted to do a contest where I would give away a copy of Adobe Master Collection. So I definitely have to give a shout out to Hallie and Jen and the team at Ivy Worldwide because they also helped me out a lot in helping to drive some audience participation with that with that contest. And um, from then on, I was able to do some really cool uh, 
promotions and partnerships with Adobe and a couple other companies through them. So that was an awesome thing. But, you know, from that moment on, from the, the Adobe event and the Lifehacker event, it was much more of a go time uh, mentality. So before that, it had been just, you know, ride a couple times a month. I think I did five or six posts in a month at one point before then. And that was like the high point before then. And afterwards, it was like, okay, this is now my full-time thing. Was making zero dollars from it, but it was my baby. And it was succeeding, and I had to put a lot of hours into it. So we started ramping up efforts. During my internship, I was working 40 hours a week at Principal Financial. And the cool thing is they had flex time. So I actually did four tens, um, four 10-hour days per week. So I would work Monday through Thursday, 10 hours. I would get in at 6 a.m., Nobody would be there except for me. And then I would leave around 520, take the bus back home. And once I got back home, I would spend basically the entire night writing or implementing new features or designing marketing or whatever else went into making the blog successful. That summer was incredibly busy. And even when I was at work, when I would get work done, I would work on the blog. So, you know, it much more consistent effort. I think um, in July and August of 2011, I put out 30 articles both months. So much more posting frequency. And I also started building a team. So I added my friend Martin Bamey, who is actually my roommate now. And now he runs his own blog, polyglot.com, which is a P-O-W-L-Y-G-L-O-T. And his new blog, that uh, polyglot is all about learning languages. So if you're interested in learning languages, definitely check it out. But before then, he joined the team, and he was writing some articles, and um, you know, definitely some great content. Also, Chris, Hema, Vish, Christina, Megan, Brandon—they all were part of the team and contributed some great articles. So, shout out to you guys! Um, definitely helped out the site. And then, two of my intern friends at Principal, Amy and Sean, helped me do a series called the Internship Experience. So, the story behind that one is. Um, the intern, my, my bosses wanted us to do a blog about our experience. And I said, Hey guys, I already have my own blog and it's doing pretty well. So why don't we just write about our experiences and put them out on college info geek. And they were like, okay, let's do it. So I had Amy and Sean and myself writing an internship update every single week. And I think we did about nine of them. So if you're interested in learning about the typical internship experience, there are three perspectives. You can search for internship experience, and I'll also link to that in the show notes. Um, so that was the summer. It was a lot of work, tons of effort. And right after that, I started my next semester in which I was an RA. So being a resident advisor in um, at the school basically placed a lot more work on me. But I it was cool because I could work in my dorm room when I was on when I was on duty and I had to watch over the hall, I was still able to do my own thing. So it was very beneficial for me because I was able to work on College Info Geek while working. So during that semester, the first big travel opportunity came up. Um, Ivy Worldwide was still working with Adobe and they wanted to send me to the Adobe Max conference in Los Angeles. So I got to go out to Los Angeles, stay in a hotel, fly out there for free and attend the conference, see all the new tech they were coming out with and basically just be like, the traveling tech blogger for a couple days. And it was a crazy awesome experience. Met some really cool people there. And it was at that point I was just like, holy crap, this is really taken off. And I have no idea how I got to this point, but it was nuts. Um, but all the while, you know, I was able to build partnerships with people at the company, 
with other bloggers who were there. Um, you know, I was helping them. I, they were helping me. And it was all part of the growth. So this is the point where I started shifting focus. Um, the thing about team members on the blog were, you know, a lot of people will want to come write and be a writer. But then when it comes time to write, they'll do, you know, one or two articles and then that's it. So a lot of the people who wrote for me did anywhere between one to 10 articles and then other things came up or, you know, other passions in their life were more important than the blog. And I totally understand that. So, but I realized that I had written about 200 articles and everyone else on the team had written one to 10. So it was basically my blog and I had branded it around a team focus, even though it was mostly just me. So I shifted the focus to a single author style, um, put my face in the sidebar. I started writing longer, more detailed posts. And the reason behind this was my interests had kind of shifted. So when I started the blog, I was reading things like Gizmodo and Lifehacker and Hack College and blogs with shorter, more frequent content. And since I was interested in that, that's what I was writing. But then I started reading blogs like Nerd Fitness and um, Benny Lewis's uh, Fluent in Three Months language blog and you know blogs like that. And they're single author blogs with longer, more focused, more detailed articles that were more in depth. And since I was very interested in reading those, I decided that's going to be what I mainly write from now on. So I started writing articles that are much longer. My 27 college tips article is actually 11,000 words. So that was kind of the direction it took. And people had actually asked me, you know, why don't you split your articles up into series? Why don't you do shorter content, more frequent content? You can publish more articles. There'll be more links to your stuff. And for me, that's cool and all, but I actually really prefer to write content that is, um, could be considered epic or just, you know, really big, something that's more substantial than just a 700 word typical article. And I think that's been really helpful for me because even though I'm publishing less content, the, the individual articles that I do publish tend to have more weight to them. And I've noticed that the huge ones, the really, really long, super long guides that took me hours and hours and hours to write, those tend to be the most successful over time and they have the most staying power. So I think that's been a big factor in the growth of the blog. Um, so then the next chapter, I guess, is becoming profitable, which is the absolute most surprising thing that I never expected. So when I got really into blogging, I really wanted to optimize every part of the website. I was trying to figure out SEO. I was learning how to make my website faster, learning how to market my content in all these channels. And I'm reading all these big bloggers like Derek Halpern from Social Triggers, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, I was reading Income Diary, Bloggushin, all these really cool blogs. And actually, I have to give a shout out to my friend Alex Mangini, who used to run Bloggushin. Uh, he started that site when he was... 14 years old, and I believe I discovered it when he was 16. That site was huge in my uh, my progression of learning to blog. So definitely thanks to Alex for that. But I was reading all these blogs and seeing that a lot of these bloggers were making a full-time income from it, and some of them were just making some pocket change on the side, not full-time, but it was still profitable. And you know, in both cases, I would think that's how do you do that? That's impossible. You know, I just I write all these articles. How the heck would you make money from them? Um, and I had tried Amazon affiliates where you can put a link to an Amazon product in a post. And if a user clicks on it, you get a little tracking code. And then if they buy it, you get 
4% of the sale price. Um, made like 10 bucks a month off that eventually. But the the thought of being able to make a full-time income off of a blog was just foreign to me. I had seen people who could do it, but I figured they're the gods of the pantheon. They are the outliers and everyone else just can't do it. Well, um, eventually I was able to do it. So this is the most surprising part. I wrote a guide called the, per- the ultimate guide to building a personal website. And the reason I wrote that was because having my own personal website in college was an incredible asset to me. I was able to put the URL, on my business cards, put the URL on my resume. I was able to just tell it to people. And once I did that, they have access to basically an online home base that represents me. It is not static, so it doesn't get outdated like a resume does. I can design it exactly how I want. I can make it look pretty. I can make it look impressive. I can have a portfolio of pictures and links to my work so people can actually get a real feel for what I can do. I can have a biography, um, a resume on there, contact information. I even took it a step further and I would talk about, I put a a map with uh, all pins and where I traveled to and just put a lot of content in there. And this personal website has gotten me cold calls for jobs. It's impressed recruiters a lot. I'm very sure that it has played a part in getting internships and winning scholarships. So basically, I'm of the opinion that every single student should have a personal website to showcase their work and build their brand. And I wanted to show people how to do it because a lot of people think that building a website is just for the coders, just for programmers and people who know how to build websites. And in fact, it's not true. So I spent hours and hours, probably 15 to 20 hours, writing the most detailed guide that I could come up with for building a personal website from scratch. I put this guide up and people started using it. They were liking it. And then later on down the road, I found that the hosting company I use for my own website has an affiliate program. And if you don't know, affiliate marketing is basically like referrals. So I kind of liken it to the example where if you're listening to the radio and um, the radio host will recommend a restaurant. They're like, go eat at Joe's and tell them Banabani sent you here in Des Moines. Um, They'll say that. And just say if you went to eat at the restaurant and you happen to tell the owner that they did send you, what if the owner gave them, you know, a paycheck for that every time that that happened? Basically, that's the concept, except for it's done through links. So I have my own special link to the hosting company. And if you click the link and you buy hosting from me, then I get a commission of the sale. It doesn't increase the sale price at all. In fact, they've given, they were able to give me a coupon code to make the sale cost less, but I am able to get a commission from that. So I found out about this program a couple months after I put the post up. I put a link in the post and I had been reading Smart Passive Income from Pat Flynn and he's always advocated this very honest, very open approach. He'll always put right in his posts, I'm gonna make money from this if you click it. Thank you very much, but you know, just be aware that I will make money. And it was such a departure from all the other blogs that kind of like sneakily tried to make money without you knowing, or they would slip their affiliate links into posts and try to not really call attention to it. I really liked that Pat was so open about it, so I decided to be the exact same way. I put a big old message in blue saying, I'll make money from this. And even so, people started clicking the links and I started getting sales. And slowly but surely, the income started building up and that post became really successful. So I was able to build a full-time income off of just that post, which is absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, it 
totally never would have thought in a million years that I would be able to make full-time income off of blogging, even even part-time income off of blogging. Full-time was just kind of insane. Um, and that's what it was. And then I think the other the other contributor to it was the article on streaming music websites I wrote, which is uh, 37 awesome streaming websites that you should check out. Um, actually planning on updating that today. And I want to, I have a lot of new websites I want to add to the list, but that post has been visited almost a hundred thousand times on the blog. So even though it's not really related to college, I think that is kind of one of the main gateways that people get into the site. And then I've studied and learned how to basically make a funnel to get people from any one piece of content into the main things that I want them to learn. So that's the main reason why I have the email list. And the main reason why I have the personal branding toolbox for students is because whatever piece of content somebody lands on when they come to the site, I want them to see this is the main focus of the site. I want to help students build their brand, you know, get jobs, get out of debt, learn more. Those are the main focuses. So get on the email list and you're going to learn those things. Even if you landed on the site for a music review or a video game list or something that I wrote for fun. And doing this... Um, you know, building relationships, marketing my content, and but building this this big focus in this funnel has really helped me to lock down the core of my business. So that's really the history behind the podcast in a nutshell. I'm sure if you have any specific questions, I can answer them. I might not have covered everything here, but that's kind of from like day one to where we are now. Um, finally graduated college, I was able to pay off all of my debt around fifteen thousand dollars with the money I made from the site. So absolutely crazy, awesome. And now we're looking towards the future. I've been out of school for a couple months now and I've just been planning on what I wanna do with the site. So I have this new focus. It's not really new, but I've kind of honed it down to something specific. Um, And it's a three-pronged focus. I want to teach students, or anyone really, but mainly students, how to learn better. So how to use better learning techniques to basically hack your learning learn faster, cut down your study time, be able to retain information better, and essentially get the studying part of your college education out of the way so you have time to do other things. And the second focus is building your personal brand, which basically means finding the intersection of what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what you can help a company or customers with, and then being able to communicate that through your social media accounts, through your personal website, through networking, all of those things. That's personal branding and that's the second main focus. And then the third main focus is helping you stay out of debt or get out of it if you're currently in it. So paying off my debt was a huge goal for me from day one and I really wanna help other students do that. So that is the third part of the focus. Um, the podcast is a big part of this new focus. It's been really fun putting out these first 11 episodes and I'm definitely going to be continuing to put out more episodes into the future. I also want to start doing YouTube videos. So I've done a few. I did a YouTube guide on building a personal website, kind of a uh, screencast tutorial and a couple other ones. But I would really like to start making better produced videos on other more varied types of content in the future. And fourth, I would really like to start speaking. I was actually a public public speaking minor in college, um, but I dropped the minor because I figured why not just speak at events instead of sitting in class learning how to speak. So... But I really do love personal or public speaking, and I would love to start doing that in the future. So that's the future focus for College Info Geek, um, as far as I can spitball off the top of my head right now. 
Um, I'm going to end this podcast by just giving a few tips that I have for new bloggers. So if you are planning on starting your own blog and you have goals on taking it further than just have the personal blog that builds up your brand and helps other people, if you want to build it into something bigger, then these are my tips for you. First off, do read the uh, post I wrote about reasons to start a blog, which I think will provide some needed motivation to get past the initial excitement phase. But other than that, um, you know, just just getting started is easily the most important piece of advice I can give because I've seen a lot of people, they get these awesome ideas for a blog. You know, they, they start thinking of all the content they want to have, the features, the design, and they're thinking about it and they're talking about it so much, but they never actually get started because they feel like they won't be able to make that awesome vision a reality right away. And to illustrate what it takes to make your vision a reality, I'm going to post the three screenshots of the three main design revisions of College Info Geek in the post for this podcast episode to show you just how long it takes to really craft your image and hone your skills. Because when I started, the site looked like shit. It really did. It was very, very basic. Not at all what I wanted. But I kept at it. I you know, made incremental efforts day by day. And just kept at it, even though it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And through all that work, I was able to get my abilities up to match what my taste is. So just get started. Keep working at it. Learn from your mistakes and you will continue to improve. It's the biggest tip. Um, The second biggest tip is start building relationships as soon as possible. So no matter what niche that you're planning on writing a blog on, whether it's college success like me, technology, fitness, whatever it is, there's a ton of other people already doing it. And there's a ton of other people who are going to be doing it in the future. And if you want to be successful and you want to have fun with this, then it's an important, super important thing to reach out to these people and build friendships with them. You can share their content on your social networks, really helps them out and will make them happy. Or you can just email them or tweet them and say, hey, you know, I'm doing the same thing you do. Keep keep at it, you know, and ask if they want to talk. Um, building these relationships will take you far and it will take them far as well. You can help each other, be mutually beneficial to each other, support each other, all kinds of stuff. It's incredibly important. So I would say do that from day one. It will also help you in other aspects of life, but definitely with your blog as well. Third, write about your passion. So I've seen a lot of people who want to start a blog on a certain subject because they think it'll be profitable or they think it'll be professionally beneficial for them but it's not something they're really interested in. And I've actually struggled with this myself at times. Um, a couple of years ago, I was running College Info Geek and I got the idea to start a second blog that would be on WordPress news. And I thought, you know, this would be a profitable idea eventually, but I didn't really have the passion for it. And I couldn't really think of enough content that I would really enjoy writing. So I didn't end up doing it. But a lot of people do end up starting blogs on things that they're not really passionate about. And after the excitement phase of the idea runs out, then there's nothing left to keep them going. And you won't be successful if that's your problem. So write about something that you will be passionate about day to day. And that will give you the motivation to keep going. Now, if you don't exactly want to write about the same thing every single day, that's fine. Um, If you've been reading College of a Geek for a long time, you'll notice that I jump from different subjects. And sometimes I'll write about personal branding. Sometimes I'll write about some technology tips. Um, I write about music sometimes. I even have the grab bag posts where I'll just post links to cool things on the internet I found. 
And that's totally fine, but I think it's important to have a main focus. So you can basically communicate that this is what my blog's main purpose is. This is what you're going to be able to learn if you follow me. And doing that will give a strong picture in people's minds of what you're about and what they can expect to learn and get out of your blog. So, and then the last tip I have is just make epic content. Or as my friend Corbett Barr will always say, write epic shit. So a lot of bloggers will say, okay, the the rules of blogging are that you should write one article a day, 700 words, um, tweeting this many times a day, whatever. I don't follow any of that. My only rule for blogging is try to write epic shit, which is why I have 11,000 word articles on college tips or an 8,000 word article that goes from start to finish on making a personal website or an entire tutorial on how to build a business card that has screenshots of every step of the way. I try to make content that is substantial and is in-depth and can show you an entire subject. And doing that is better than just having a really, really general, really short article, I think, because you're really helping people, you're really going in-depth, and you're really setting yourself apart. So those are the kind of the four big tips I have for new bloggers. Um, I'm always open to questions. If you have any questions you'd like to get started yourself, so definitely give me a shout out. Um, I'm Tom Frankly on Twitter. I would love to help you if this is your goal. So I think that's the uh, end of all the content I have planned for today. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. But once again, if you'd like to get the show notes to anything I talked about, um, links, pictures, whatever, you can go to collegeinfogeek.com slash cast. Click on that episode 11 link and you will find everything you're looking for. All right, so I will get back to you with the next podcast episode after my crazy amount of vacation stuff, bike ride, Disney World, everything that's coming up. So look out for it um, a couple weeks from now, I'm guessing. And other than that, have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.